This movie is terrible, so let's try to fix it. Today I'm talking about the most recent Children of the Corn adaptation. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about uh, Kurt Wimmer's take on Children of the Corn, and in particular how I think it could have been a lot better if they had actually indulged some of the different ideas, because this one just seems to... <laughs> it's so silly, and Kurt Wimmer is a guy, like, when he he seems to have the beginnings of really good ideas and then seems to invest more heavily in the ones that don't matter as much. Uh, <laughs> this is always this has always been his thing and then he's out and uh but uh but yeah but i'm getting ahead of myself but basically instead of doing a standard review because i don't think there's really much to say about this movie because it's just so laughably like it'd be more it would make more sense to go through it scene by scene and be like what were they thinking here it literally how did this get made is something i reference but instead i'm gonna go through and try to piece together what could work about this story so without further ado let's get started if you're a horror movie fan or just a movie fan in general, you might have seen a lot of very negative reviews for the latest Children of the Corn movie, the latest attempt to turn the successful Stephen King story into a good movie. And I'll be the first to admit that this movie is so cartoonishly bad that it doesn't make sense to discuss what went wrong because, well, everything. Everything went wrong. The script is a nightmare at war with its own themes, the bigger swings it takes are laughable, and minus a handful of performances, there's very little to recommend. It is probably more fascinating as a how-did-this-get-made dumpster fire than anything else. But I did see one sentiment about this story and material that sounded like a challenge. The article in question more or less says that The Children of the Corn functions best as a one-off story or a television episode rather than a feature-length movie. And I don't agree about that. Partially because they've made two adaptations of Lord of the Flies, and also because I think Children of the Corn keeps getting revisited because it has potential to sustain, sustain a feature film and the cast isn't expensive. So in lieu of a regular review, I'm going to dissect the concept and explain how I would construct a functional moody movie out of this that isn't a copy of the 1984 film. So the original story. King's original story is intended as a short what-if story and seemingly a takedown of extremist religious views, as a couple whose marriage is on the rocks ends up in a seemingly abandoned rural town that is run by kids who killed all the adults. No one is over the age of 19 is allowed to live there, and the kids all work to appease he who walks behind the roads, a godlike entity who can ensure a good harvest in exchange for maintaining his rules and killing intruders. It plays a lot like the Wicker Man. The most successful adaptation to date is the 1984 edition. The 1984 film is the best version of this that I've seen on film since it operates kind of as a takedown of false idols who will enforce terrifying rules and violence on people that need to listen to their god. This is represented by a childlike version of an 80s evangelical preacher who uses his contact with He Who Walks as a license to do whatever the fuck he wants. And as messy as straightforward as it is, it is interesting to see a movie made at the height of satanic panic conflate something that borrows so heavily from Christian extremism to lean into pagan imagery. There's a lot blended together. Good guys win by burning the corn down, bad guys lose. Boyfriend and girlfriend leave the small town with the surviving rebellious kids in tow. So without doing this exact thing again, how would I do it? I'd actually expand an, on an idea the most recent garbage version had. So let's get into my fix. 
The new version introduces a nice update to the original idea. Instead of being a town that has been operating with kids as the authority for years for no apparent reason, the town is a formerly proud and prosperous corn town that is now dying thanks to its deal with a corporate farming outfit and failing crops. While our lead, while our lead character suggests going back to their roots and planting their own corn, her father pushes the town towards burning it all down and getting a government subsidy to not grow corn. The town is also then is then also mean to orphan kids for stupid-ass reasons, so I'd scrap that detail. More importantly, our hero notes that one of the byproducts from the current corn has hallucinogenic properties, which means there's a suggestion that he who walks is all in the kid's imagination, and that's... that's really good. If you follow through on it, and don't do what this movie does instead, which is give us a weird-ass, terrible-looking CGI corn monster. I wish I was joking. What I would have done instead is lean into that is this all in the kids' minds aspect in the corn itself. I like the idea that the corn, specifically from these big corporations that promise them the world, is compromised. It's a literal representation of a poisoned well and broken promise. So what if the town decided on a new deal with the big farm company? It makes our lead characters point out that growing their own that growing their own corn <laughs> hit home a lot more, and that this new corn can amplify the hallucinogenic qualities of the corn. So as the kids go murder-crazy and fall in line for He Who Walks, after maybe telling one too many ghost stories to one another, because what else do they have in this town, it's up to our heroes to figure out what's really going on. You could even have one of the movie's potentially best scenes, where our hero confidently tells the kids that the monster isn't real, and he doesn't show up. At first. He shows up in the movie. Instead, he won't show up. Which means the kids now have to come to grips with the fact that not only did they commit murders, they didn't even do it for a reason. It was all a dream. It was all fear-mongering they created amongst themselves. A supposedly easy way out that they tried because of negligence and because it was easier than their reality. Maybe it's not a great movie, but it's a lot better than the one that we got. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.